In your marriage, in your single life, in whatever you do, God has to be first. It's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not your children or your grandchildren, it's not your job. God first. Because if you put God first in your life, He'll take care of everything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see? Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are so glad you've joined us today for our continuing focus on God's life-changing love. Today, Raul will show you that there's a huge difference between religious routine and true spiritual devotion, and the Lord sees the true state of our hearts. Stay with us for encouragement to recover the initial love and self-sacrifice we had when we first put our faith in Christ. Today's message is titled, First Love. Join us in Revelation chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. I believe personally that the church is like the frog in the kettle. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. But you take a frog and you get a pot of water and you put it over the stove. And you put that frog in. And then you turn on the heat. And that frog will be in that pot... In that water, even as the water begins to become a little bit lukewarm, and as it begins to become real hot, that frog will accustom itself to the heat of the time and eventually give his life. He'll die. And I believe that we are growing up in a society where they're conditioning us spiritually. To accept evil and not be shocked. I mean, think when you go back to the old days of black and white movies. Uh, when there were no bed scenes, there was no cussing, nothing to do evil. And the first time we ever heard a cuss word, everybody was shocked. Even parents petitioned. And it's amazing how we as a church, in the body of Christ... We kind of get complacent because we buy the videos, CDs, we buy the music, we support evil. And at the same time, we infect our children and our grandchildren with it. As parents, we have a great responsibility to our homes to keep evil out of our homes. Not to be in bondage, not to be a legalist. But to live under the grace of God. The true grace of God. We have to be careful. Why? Because when images are put into our minds. Especially the young minds of our kids. Remember the minds like a computer. Those evil things that I saw when I was five years old. I still remember today. And they're going to be there for life. They never leave. And so the media knows what they're doing when they sell cars, when they sell beer, when they sell cigarettes, when they sell pornography. Whenever they sell anything, they know there's an audience out there to buy it. 
You need it. You must buy it. It will give you stature. That's the society we're living in. And I'm concerned about it. Because it affects the church. It affects your lives. It's affecting your life of your children and your grandchildren. And if you live long enough, it's going to affect your great-grandchildren. This is nothing new under the sun. This has already happened in the past. It happened with Solomon. It happened in the New Testament times. And it's happening today. We are approaching the coming of the Lord. And as I began to come back to the New Testament, and I was reading through Matthew, and Mark, and Luke, and John, how God not only began to bring John the Baptist to prepare the way for the Messiah, his first cousin, Jesus Christ. And John the Baptist was calling out to repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And then Jesus coming into the scene and being baptized by John. And Jesus beginning to fulfill his ministry for three and a half years in preaching, teaching, and healing. The multitudes would come to Christ. Electing and choosing twelve, one would be a devil. The other eleven would literally, ten of them would die horrible deaths. And only one of them would die a natural death at the age of 90 years old. John the Beloved, the one that wrote the gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of Revelation. But then as you come to the book of Acts, you begin to see that the birth of the church of Jesus Christ did not begin with emotionalism. We must understand that. It wasn't an emotional thing that happened. The birth of the church of Jesus Christ began with men and women praying. Prayer. Prayer is the key. And whenever we pray, things happen. Prayer is like oxygen to us that are humans. Without prayer, we have no oxygen. We can't really breathe. The Word of God feeds us spiritually. But the Word of God and prayer go hand in hand together and then being in fellowship with one another as we meet on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Not because we want to be here, but we need to be here. Why? Because we need to grow in Christ. We need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. These are evil days. And what you're doing as a parent... As a grandparent, you're teaching your children and grandchildren that fellowship is important. Church is important. To be in the house of the Lord, it's important. Otherwise, you teach your children, because you're the model and example, that it's okay to go whenever you feel like going. You see? Then there's no dedication. There's no commitment. And God desires not only that young people, but elderly people become models in the kingdom of God. And here we are now, 1900 years later, Jesus Christ is coming back for the second time. And the church today is probably a thousand miles wide and only three feet deep. 
In your marriage, in your single life, in whatever you do, God has to be first. It's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not your children or your grandchildren, it's not your job. God first. Because if you put God first in your life, He'll take care of everything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see? And so we see through the book of Acts the priority. Where they didn't care about anything else but to do what? But to worship God and to serve God. And so as you go through the book of Acts in chapter 2, chapter 4, chapter 8, chapter 10, in chapter 19, you see the move of the Holy Spirit through the book of Acts. And the power of God among the church of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, into the other parts of the earth. And then you come to chapter 19 of the book of Acts. And what happens? You're standing there and Paul the apostle comes into the scene. He goes to Ephesus and he sees 12 men that are disciples of John the Baptist. And he says to them, hey you guys, have you ever heard of the Holy Spirit? Why did he say that? Because he saw the church and he saw there was no power in their lives. They said, no, we have never heard of the Holy Spirit. We only have had the teachings of John. And so Paul took out his Bible and he began to teach them the better way. The way of Jesus. The New Testament. And the Bible says that he laid hands on them and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they became powerful. And the church survived 30 years. 30 years. And guess what? From Acts chapter 19, if you want to make note of this, from Acts 19 to Revelations chapter 2, verses 1 to 7, in 30 years the church became cold. Let me read it to you. Go to Revelations chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Seven churches, but it begins with the first church, the church of Ephesus. And this is now John the Beloved at 90 some years old saying this. He's writing to the pastor of the church of Ephesus. He says, write, these things saith he who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks in the middle of the seven golden lamps. And did you notice that the letter is to every pastor in the church? Every leader. And in his introduction to the pastor's letter to the church that is being written, he says Jesus is where? Jesus is in the middle of the church. He's not outside. He's inside. He's right in the middle. I'm right in the midst of your place, he says, among the seven churches. But then watch this. And I also know your works, your labor, your patience. And that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested them. Who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them to be liars. Now what's interesting here is he says. Hey you do crusades. And you do evangelism. And you do missionary work. And you're helping your neighbor. You're doing all the good works. That's good. It's an active church. It's not a dead church. It's an active church. But at the same time, they have discernment of those people that come into the church and are false people in the church. 
They call themselves Christians, but they're not Christians. They discern that. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us on our social media platforms or call us at 800-634-9165. You can also connect with us at somebodylovesyou.com and download our free app for convenient access to a wide range of enriching resources. Now let's get back to more of Roll Reese and today's lesson, First Love. But then check this out. This is pretty amazing. Verse 3. And you have perseverance and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. You haven't become tired. I mean, week after week, they're plowing, doing their thing. Think of how many places this morning have become traditional places. Places where people make it a habit of just going because it's something to do religiously. But it's not really in their hearts. And they get a lecture or whatever it is. But whenever we approach to come to the house of the Lord, we should not only have the desire, but we should be able to have an open heart for God to speak to me in how I can become a better person in the kingdom of God. And when we come into the house of the Lord, how are we coming into the house of the Lord? Are we coming in with filthy hands, bloody hands? Because there are a lot of problems today in the church. One of the greatest problems in the church today is pornography through the internet. What are you putting into your mind? What's going into your heart? What are your children watching in home? What are they watching in your life? Yeah, and even though you may come to church and you may sit here, you may read your Bible, you may pray, you may even go to Mexican missions or any other mission. At the same time, it may be something you're doing religiously, but what's happened is the problem in the next verse. In verse 4, here is the problem. He says, nevertheless, you're doing good. But nevertheless, I have this against you. Who's that? Jesus. Jesus, I have this against you. What is it, Lord? That you have left your first love. You see? You're just going through the motions. There's no longer an emotion in your heart. No more emotion. We're not doing the things that we do because we really love God. And sometimes we can get caught up with works. In all these situations in our lives. He says, you've lost your first love. He says, you've left your first love. He says, I didn't leave you. You left me. Think how many of you tonight here, this morning here, years ago used to attend, used to come every time the church was open, you would be here in the house of the Lord. But now other things have taken the place of the house of the Lord. Now if it's convenient, I'll be here Sunday morning and maybe I'll miss a couple Sundays, but I'll be here whenever I can. I think we need to really examine our own personal lives. Because we come to the house of the Lord because we want to hear God speak to us. And we want to be among brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's what God desires. Not only that, 
We're teaching our children how to love God. And as they grew up through those difficult times in their lives as teenagers, preteens, teenagers, and in young adult life, they're going to have so many pressures. Hey, listen, if you've given a good foundation to them, they're going to make it okay. But if they don't get a good foundation, they're going to suffer tremendously. They're going to get hurt because they don't have a good foundation spiritually. The greatest thing that we all need today is a solid spiritual foundation in our lives. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. God first above anything else. Why? Because when you put God first, you're going to see the benefits in your life spiritually. I'm not talking about materially. Spiritually. You will see it. You will see it in your life. And here Jesus says, I'm in the midst of you. You're a great working church. But there's one problem. You have left your first love. Something else. Other things have taken the place of Christ. Other things are now more important than the greatest important thing. And that is to be with the Lord. And that's why many of you here get into situations, into carnality. You get back into drinking and drugs and sexual encounters and lying and cheating and manipulating yourself and people. Because you don't allow the work of God and the Holy Spirit to really work in your lives as you come to the house of the Lord voluntarily in coming with an open heart to the Lord. Lord, here am I. How do you want to use my life? There's a whole world to be captured for Jesus Christ. But the church, first of all, has to repent. Look what he says there in the next verse. The challenge. He says, why don't you remember therefore from where you have fallen. Hey, go back and examine your life. Where is the place where you begin to slide back? And you start losing my love for me. Think about that like a marriage. Go back. Where did it start? How did you get so callous in your marriage and so terrible when you used to be so in love with your wife or your husband? What happened? That's what Christ says to us today. What happened? How come you don't really love me anymore? The way you used to love me. Why am I not first in your life? Why is it always something else is there? Well, he says, I want to challenge you. He says, repent, change, and return to your first works. Why don't you return to that place where you begin? Why? Because it's not only beginning, but listen, the most important thing is how are you going to finish? I hope you can finish well. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And the way to finish is to return Back to your first love. To be in love with Jesus Christ. Look what he says. Remember therefore from where you have fallen. 
Repent and do your first works. Or else, notice, I will come to you quickly. And I will remove your lampstand from your place. Unless you repent. What does he mean? He says that if there's no repentance. Guess what he's going to do? He'll put you on the shelf and he'll go somewhere else. How many times have I seen when I travel to Europe. And I go to England or Scotland or I go to Ireland. Wherever I go to those places. The place where once God moved so tremendously. How many times have I seen churches. Churches. They were used of God in such a mighty way. And today they are dead churches. God moved out. He went somewhere else. I would pray that God would never move out of this place. That God would be welcome here. That we would be open to the Holy Spirit for God to do whatever He desires to do in the life of the parents and the children and the grandchildren and great-grandchildren so we can keep it going from generation to generation to generation because we want to see our loved ones and friends in heaven. That's the key. And if you find yourself this morning backslidden, you need to repent. You need to return back to the Lord. For He's waiting for you to come back. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. He will wash you. He'll do everything in His power to get you back to Himself. That's how much He loves you. He said, if I have 100 sheep and 99 of them are saved and one of them goes astray, I will pursue after him and pick him up and bring him back to the fold. Maybe you're that one today. You actually have swayed away how we need to repent. Why? Because one day, God's going to reward you. And then as he's ending the letter, he says, He who has... An ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. If the Holy Spirit is here today, then open up your ear. Listen what God is saying to you today through this message. Make a decision today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Make a decision today. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's lesson, we'll be happy to send you a complete copy for a gift of $5 or more. When you contact us at 800-634-9165, just ask for today's lesson, First Love. We'd also like to tell you about Rawls' entire love series available on an MP3 flash drive. Each of the 25 messages in this study provides more inspiring insight into God's pursuit of your heart. Thinking about the Lord's freely given gift of salvation through Jesus, you'll see that His love for you is unconditional and He's always ready to forgive and reconcile with those who come to Him in true repentance. Don't wait. To order Rawls' Love Series on MP3, just visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your USB drive for a gift of $25 or more. That's just $1 per lesson. Again, the phone number is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, the mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, 
Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also encourage you to connect with us here at Somebody Loves You Radio to take advantage of every one of our free resources. Catch Straight Talk with Rawl every week on his YouTube channel. Join him Tuesdays at 10 a.m. West Coast time for this Q&A program that explores how to walk in close communion with the Lord Jesus. You can also enjoy free podcasts of any of these programs. Just download them through Spotify or iTunes. Don't forget, this is a listener-supported ministry, and it's because of your generosity that we're able to remain strong and on the air, reaching more and more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. It's always a pleasure to study the Word of God with you, and we invite you to join us next time for even more biblical insight to strengthen your heart and direct your steps in your daily walk with the Lord. Here's Roll with a closing comment. This is what he says. The last verse 7. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. One day, we're going to be in heaven. And according to your faithfulness, and according to your talents and gifts, and your finances, and what you did for Jesus Christ, you are going to receive eternal rewards. Eternal rewards. Everything in this life is going to burn. Nothing lasts. If you leave an inheritance, you leave it to those that will spend it or misspend it or the taxes or the government will get it. But when you invest it into the kingdom of God and you're doing it for the kingdom of God, guess what? You are actually sowing and you're sowing spiritually and you're going to reap spiritual consequences from all eternity when you do for God. That's the most important thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.